Welcome to episode three of FountainCast, a bi-weekly podcast brought to you by the Fountain Hills Chamber of Commerce, striving to be your one-stop fountain of information regarding local business news and community happenings. I'm your host, Paige Lawrenson. Hello, Fountain Hills, and welcome back to another episode of FountainCast. Today, I am excited to be sitting down with Vicki Dirksen to talk about an exciting opportunity for Fountain Hills residents to get involved in the town. Right after her interview, make sure to keep listening to hear from MCSO's very own Captain Larry Kratzer. He is going to be giving us more information about the string of crimes that has hit Fountain Hills recently and telling listeners how you can make sure that you won't be a target. Let's get started. Our first guest on today's episode is Vicki Dirksen from the Fountain Hills Leadership Academy. Vicki, thank you so much for being here and speaking with me. Thanks for inviting me. All right, so first off, I always like to ask our guests, you know, who they are and kind of get a feel for your background in Fountain Hills. Do you mind telling us some more about that? Sure. I actually moved here in 1997, so I've been here for quite a while. I was homeschooling my kids for 15 years, so I wasn't very involved in the community. I didn't really know a lot of what was going on. And then when my kids got up to the age of graduating from high school, I decided I needed to find something for myself to do. And I found out about the Leadership Academy. And that was the door that opened to getting involved very deeply in the community. Wow, very cool. So I have heard a little bit about it over the last this is the third year? This will be the fourth class. Fourth, fourth. wow, okay, perfect. So I, I wanted to invite you on the show after seeing something on Facebook regarding the group that you're involved in, the, the program, the Leadership Academy. Can you please just tell our listeners more about what that's all about? It was started in 2016 by Dory Wittrig, and I believe John Kraft helped her get it started. And it was birthed out of Vision Fountain Hills. And they wanted to create a program that would take people from the community uh, to help them become better informed citizens and also to help them find their place in the community as future leaders in the community. And that's exactly what's happened with the program. Very interesting. It sounds like a really great program to be involved in for someone who maybe doesn't know what they want to do in town or how to get involved, maybe just sparking that interest, you know? Exactly. you did mention that the Vision Fountain Hills was kind of the first thing that got it off the ground. Was there any more inspiration behind it? Well, it came from a workshop that Vision Fountain Hills had done, and it brought in about 100 people from all around the community to find out what was really important to people here. And from that, Dory and John came up with the idea of doing this because there are leadership academies in other places from Scottsdale to Florida to everywhere and so they wanted to create something that was very specific for Fountain Hills and Dory was on the board with Fountain Hills Cultural and Civic Association which is also known as I Love Fountain Hills and I Love Fountain Hills gave them the platform to be able to create this program. So it's it's one of the member organizations of I Love Fountain Hills. Okay, cool. Thank you for clarifying that a little bit. So I understand just from what I've heard, you know, whisperings about around town, people that have been involved, that it is a very hands-on program here in town. Can you take us into what a typical day at the Leadership Academy is like? It's an eight-week program, so participants will come every Thursday for eight weeks. 
and it is very hands-on like you said because it's almost like taking a field trip to a different place each week. So usually each year they start with the sanitary district, they get to have a tour of the sanitary district and find out um, what they do in the community, how they work with the town and their place, their role here. Uh, and then they'll go to things like the public service places such as the fire station and uh, MCSO. They tour the schools. It is very hands-on. Every day they go to the actual places that they're learning about. Cool. It sounds like it would be really fun. You know, I, I feel like maybe people here, Leadership Academy, it might be like a classroom environment where you're Not learning. at all. <laughs> okay, good. So it is, you know, like you said, going on a field trip, being actually at the firehouse or the school and le- meeting people that work there and just getting a better understanding about what Fountain Hills is all about, how it makes it work as a community. Exactly. It's like seeing behind the scenes of Fountain Hills. All right. Well, great. I, I feel like you're busy when you're doing the academy mm-hmm. and people learn a lot just from firsthand involvement. For those who might be interested in the Leadership Academy, what are the requirements and who do you think would be the ideal candidate for the next class of the Academy? The biggest requirement is to be available to attend all eight consecutive classes. That's a very vital part of it. If you miss some of it, you really miss the heart of what it's all about. So being able to commit to that time is really important. I think that This is a great opportunity for some of the younger people in Fountain Hills who maybe haven't had a chance to find out what's available to them or where a good fit is for them. So I really would love to see more of the young people get involved. It's open to anyone that as long as they're a resident of Fountain Hills, that is the actual number one requirement. You have to be a resident of Fountain Hills. Okay, good to know. So Mm -hmm. even if you might work in town but not live here with a Fountain Hills mm-hmm. area code or anything like that. Right, you, sh- you need to live in Fountain okay. Hills. Okay, good to know. So now that we know who is a good candidate and the t- type of people who should apply or be interested in learning more about the Leadership Academy, I did see on Facebook that applications for the Academy are, are open, correct? Correct, and applications will be accepted until June 28th, and people who want to apply can go to ilovefountainhills.org and click on the button for Civic and you'll see Leadership Academy. You click on that and scroll down and there's an application right there. Okay, is there anything special about the application they might need to know about or anything like that? No, they're gonna just tell a little bit about themselves, things that they may have already been doing in the community, areas of interest they have in the community, just to let us know a little bit about them and what they see themselves getting from the program and then they can send that in, and then there'll be a selection process by the board, and then they'll be notified if they've been accepted. It is limited because a lot of the places that the applicants will be touring are kind of small areas. So for example, on the Sanitation District Day, um, applicants actually, participants actually get to tour the pump house at Fountain Lake. Well, there's not a lot of room in there, so we keep it limited to a certain number of people. Okay, that mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of a bummer. Not everyone can mm-hmm. do it, you know, but I feel like having a smaller class, you might have more hands-on experience, yes. you know, it's more small, involved with everyone in the class, getting to know everyone. Would you say it's also a networking opportunity or just meeting new people in town? Absolutely, a networking opportunity, great for that. And we have um, alumni get-togethers, 
So after a person graduates from the Leadership Academy, there are a lot of opportunities to still come back together. So for example, a couple of months ago, um, I opened my home and we invited the alumni over and we had Mayor Jenny Dickey come and we had a picnic and we sat around the fire in the backyard and she talked about some of the ideas she has as mayor. So we, we do things like that and sometimes just get together for happy hour. I love that. That sounds so fun. It's kind of like you you meet new friends in the community mm -hmm. that you can still be involved with after the class and after you do go through the academy. So I think that's really, really cool. So learning more about Fountain Hills and the community is definitely important and seems like it's a big part of the program. What do you think is the most valuable takeaway you had as someone who has already gone through the academy? For me, it, it gave me an open door to find a way to get involved in the community. Before that, I didn't really know where to start. I didn't know how to get involved. And this opened the door for me in ways that I never imagined because I've gone on to volunteer at the museum. Uh, I'm on the board for I Love Fountain Hills now. I am on the board for the Fountain Hills Dark Sky Association. And I got on that board because Joe Bill came to our graduation and asked me to join his board. So this is a place where people are coming to look for leadership for their organizations. Very cool. So you're a definite, I would say from hearing more, a definite success story as someone who came in maybe a little lost on where to start and then got that start into, into the community. And now you're involved in all this other really cool things. So exactly. That's <laughs> awesome to hear about. So I'm trying to think of someone who works at the chamber thinking about the local business community. Are there any ways that a local business or organization could maybe get involved? Is there sponsorships or volunteering of mm -hmm. goods or anything that maybe someone who's listening is a business owner who can't commit to eight weeks or anything like that, but still wants to be supportive. Is there anything for maybe a member to think about? Definitely. We have sponsors from different business people or individuals in the community who will sponsor a day for $250. Or we have restaurants in town who will sponsor a lunch for a day. And that's just to provide lunch for the participants and all the organizers for that particular day. And when they do that, they will get their name, their logo put into all of our marketing materials for the class. And then they're also welcome to come and attend one of the sessions because they've been a sponsor. Very cool. Well, that's great to hear that there is an option for mm -hmm. someone who maybe just wants to show their support as a community member, but maybe not actively participate in the entire program. So I'm glad to hear that you guys are accepting that help from mm -hmm. an organization or a business. So um, before we wrap up, is there anything that we missed that you just want to touch on about the Leadership Academy? Once applicants are accepted, into the program, the fee is $125 to participate, and that will include a one-year membership with I Love Fountain Hills. Okay, good to know. Yeah, of course, uh, you know, just in case someone needs to prepare for that, or, mm -hmm. you know, maybe their business will cover that if that's something for their, they see it as a plus for their employee to be mm -hmm. involved in. So very nice to know about the, the fee just in case that doesn't surprise anyone. Right. So, And that's another thing, too, that I think people need to not automatically assume I can't do this because my boss wouldn't let me. There have been a number of people who have participated who asked their bosses and their bosses found value in having them participate in this and become more 
well um, integrated into the community. So I would recommend that people don't just automatically write it off without asking if that's something they want to do. Yeah, it's kind of like almost like a job training, you know? Yeah, so I could see where an employer would see value in their employee being a part of it. So that's another really interesting thing for our listeners to think about if they're maybe on the fence about joining. Mm -hmm. So, well, Vicki, thank you so much for being a guest on FountainCast and for being a great advocate for being involved in Fountain Hills. It was super interesting learning more about the Leadership Academy and how it is inspiring, I would say, the next generation of Fountain Hills leaders. So I want to thank you so much for being here, and I wish the program all the luck in the future. Thank you, Paige. Now, for our second interview of today's episode, I'm thrilled to welcome Captain Larry Kratzer from the Maricopa County Sheriff's Office. Captain, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Paige. I appreciate it. So before we get down to business talking local crime, do you mind telling us a little bit more about the person behind the badge and just a brief history about your career in local law enforcement? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was, for the most part, born and raised here in Arizona, in Mesa, Arizona, a graduate of Westwood High School. Um, I have a wife and children. We live in Queen Creek, Arizona, so uh, home is not far from here. I started my career with MCSO uh, right out of high school. I started as a detention officer uh, in 1998. I worked that for three years until I turned 21 and I was of age to be a police officer. Um, And at that time I went deputy sheriff with the Maricopa County Sheriff's Office and I've been a deputy now for um, going on a little over 17 years. All right. Well, we definitely are happy to have you on FountainCast today. Now, I'm sure most of our listeners have definitely heard by now because it truly seems to be the talk of the town, but Fountain Hills seems to have been the victim of a recent string of crimes. Can you tell our listeners more about this? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So vehicle burglaries are a common type of crime. A lot of times they're a crime of opportunity where um, the suspects who engage in that sort of activity, uh, they look for easy takes or um, easy victims and uh, Fountain Hills is a quiet, relatively quiet um, town that experiences low crime rate. Uh, there's a lot of retired folks that live here in the town. I believe because there's a low crime rate, uh, people get very comfortable and complacent with uh, their personal property. Um, so unlike many other cities where it's maybe more densely populated, um, here in Fountain Hills, uh, although we do have neighbors that are close to each other, we have neighborhoods that are off of busy highways uh, like Shave and the 87. And so what we saw was over the last weekend, reports started coming in on Friday, May 3rd, uh, vehicle break-ins or, or vehicle burglaries. And uh, what we found was over the course of that weekend, the first day, Friday, May 3rd, we had about 11 to 12 reports of vehicle break-ins. A lot of these break-ins were not forced entry. They were vehicles that were left unlocked um, or the owners weren't sure if they had blocked them. Maybe they left the windows down. Um, but there was no signs of forced entry in any of the incidents. And things that were taken, taken were personal property such as iPads. There were three firearms taken, um, currency, people left money in their vehicles, gift cards, things of that nature. Um, and typically what you see in, in these type of crimes are the suspects will just go from house to house checking vehicle doors to see if they're unlocked. And they'll open the door, they'll rifle through the car, rummage through it, 
they'll see if they find any belongings and most of the time the victims when they come out to their vehicle after this happens they'll see either doors open doors slightly ajar and papers strewn out everywhere their glove box is usually open so that's your first indicator and then then you realize to look for the if you had personal property in there so we've not had a big rash of these in the last i've been here since um, december of 2018 and this is the first time I've seen a large amount of these incidents at one time. We've had a few here and there, uh, but this was definitely one that it looks like we were targeted by either a couple of subjects or a group. Um, so over the course of that weekend, we had a couple more that came in, um, vehicle burglaries, and we even had three stolen vehicles. So these were vehicles that were left unlocked with keys left in the vehicle, and those vehicles were taken. We had one instance where a vehicle that the suspected group used, it was a stolen vehicle from another agency out of, uh, I believe the city of Scottsdale, it was left in the neighborhood and they took a new vehicle. And so we did a recovery on that vehicle. Um, so, so that's what we're seeing. And we're not immune. A lot of other cities are experiencing these same type of crimes. Recently, uh, the city of Scottsdale had a lot of these same incidents similar. Um, so did Cave Creek Carefree. Uh, it's unknown at this time if it's the same group or multiple groups that are doing this. So, um, But yeah, that was what we experienced over the weekend. And so, you know, the stolen firearms are obviously a concern. We don't want those firearms out in the public. We did have one vehicle break-in where a subject came to the substation reporting that his vehicle had been broken into. And he had actually found a firearm in his car. And it was one of the firearms that were stolen from the other three. So, you know, we're not sure if the suspects were spooked and dropped it or why that would have been left in there. But his car was burglarized and the gun was left behind in his vehicle. Wow. Well, thank you for that information. It's definitely interesting to hear exactly what happened. You know, I guess I have heard whisperings around town, read some articles and stuff, but great to hear from you specifically. And we actually, one of our staff members was targeted. Um, one of their vehicles got uh, broken into and our microphone that we use at all our ribbon cuttings was stolen or our big um, system for that, but it was recovered on the side of the road. So we kind of came out good, but I do feel for those people who maybe weren't so fortunate and actually had stuff taken and weren't, wasn't able to be recovered. Right. So I guess it is a good thing that these vehicle break-ins were not necessarily a violent crime, but should residents be worried about any future crimes that are similar in this nature? Yes, I would absolutely encourage residents to be aware, um, be cognizant, take the opportunity to lock your vehicles, remove any personal property from your vehicle, because even though these were thefts of vehicles that were unlocked for the most part um, with no forced entry, uh, what we do see are crimes where if there are valuables in the car that they can see, they will break a window. And we did have, uh, within the last two months now, we've had a few... I would say six to eight incidents where um, folks were walking, they parked their car at the Fountain Park or the Dog Park or Eagle Mountain Trailhead, and they would secure a purse or personal property in the vehicle. And it appeared that somebody was probably watching that activity. And then as soon as they went out and did their walk and came back to the car, sometimes in as little as 15 minutes, usually around 15 to 30 minutes, came back their window had been smashed and their purse was gone and in many of those instances we had their credit cards used uh, money withdrawn from their accounts 
Um, and so we're looking into leads on that, and that's still an open investigation. But those are things to be concerned about, too, or instances where you leave property in the car, whether you know you hide it under your seat and it's not in plain view. Just being aware of your surroundings, if someone could be watching you. Um, but yes, absolutely, we're, we're encouraging folks to lock their vehicles, lock their residences, um, don't leave personal property in there, and be diligent in, in paying attention to your surroundings. Um, we did have um, a very diligent resident call in um, seeing something suspicious on Monday. Um, we had an accident on Saguaro in La Montana, and our units were tied up dealing with that accident. And the call came in as just a suspicious circumstance. A lady had observed somebody parked in the neighborhood for about 45 minutes. Um, in the time that it took us to clear the accident and get a unit over there, she did call back as the unit was en route, saying that she saw another vehicle pull up to that vehicle. Then individuals put items in the new vehicle from the old vehicle and then left the old vehicle there. It ended up being a stolen vehicle that they were in. Um, they got into a new vehicle that they just stolen from the neighborhood and they were likely transferring over stolen property that they had just hit from the neighborhood. So um, she had great video. She took some good video of it, um, provided it to detectives. So we're following up with those leads. Um, but yeah, people being diligent of their surroundings and calling in to our non-emergency number at 602-876-1011 um, if they see something that's just out of place or strikes them as odd. Um, those are huge helps for us and a lot of times crimes get solved in that manner so um, and obviously if it's an emergency or they think it's escalating call 911 you know even if that would occur well they might not think we might not think at times it's an emergency something like that coming over 911 we can then determine if it is or something and needs immediate response but just diligence in observing your surroundings Great. Well, thank you for clarifying that. I know that I do see a lot of stuff on Facebook and people talking about, hey, you know, watch out. I did see a suspicious person in this area. So thank you for clarifying that people mm -hmm. can, almost like a neighborhood watch type of thing, keep an eye on each other and report things that do seem suspicious because sometimes I feel like your gut really does know. So Absolutely. And, and even if we take 100 suspicious calls and, you know, none of them or one of them pans out to be something you know we're that's what we're there for to take those calls look into them and if they're nothing or it doesn't turn out that there's anything we can act on in law enforcement it's still something that can be documented and sometimes they lead to you know ca the capturing of suspects and illegal activity exactly so thank you for that as well it's always interesting to hear that it does sometimes funnel down from a hundred calls to just that one call is all it takes other than the burglaries that were reported last week, are you seeing any other types of crimes uptick lately here in Fountain Hills and the surrounding area? Not particularly. Um, like I said, we we are fortunate in this town to experience a very low crime rate. Um, I look at our crime stats weekly and just pay attention to what's going on, what's being reported. Um, our biggest thing is probably property crimes and a lot of them do appear to be crimes of opportunity so in that regard you know I think again just people protecting their property and their belongings um, there there is something that uh, there's apps out there or neighborhood watch programs but there is the ring doorbell app um, and there's other we're not promoting ring but there's other uh, products out there like ring but ring has a uh, phone-based application for smartphones, you don't have to own a Ring camera, but you can log in. You just need your email. You can put in your residential address, and it will populate any video surveillance of people who have Ring doorbells, ha who have pl uh, put 
incidents on there, suspicious people coming up to their door, lost animals. It's used for a bunch of different ways, but a lot of local agencies have been successful in in at least obtaining surveillance footage of, you know, if we go back and we look at that app and see what um, suspicious videos people have put up, people coming up to doors, we've been able to at times find, make at least a connection to that person possibly being involved. Um, and it's helpful. I use it at my own neighborhood to look at my residents to kind of be aware of things going on in the neighborhood. So, um, you know, we always encourage, obviously, surveillance cameras if, if people can afford them or, you know, understand technology or want to pay someone to come out and put them in. But even something as simple as a ring doorbell um, that captures video, excuse me, and you pay a minor, you know, a small fee to the that business per month to store that data, uh, it can be very valuable in helping us solve or those people being aware of what's going on in their neighborhood. Totally. Wow. Interesting about the ring doorbell or maybe not even ring specifically, but that right, type, but of those type of service. Yeah. I always see on the news just little snippets of you can see almost where from house to house people have gone. So it does make sense that that could help this type of situation in the future. All right. Well, there you have it. I would like to not only say thank you so much for being on today's episode, but I would also like to thank you and all the other MCSO first responders who help our community every day and for working hard on this case. Thank you so much, Captain, for being here. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Paige. I appreciate you having me. And that's a wrap on episode number three of FountainCast. I hope everyone enjoyed taking a lesson to our guests, and I would also like to thank them one more time for chatting with me. Don't forget, new episodes of FountainCast are available every other Friday, so our next episode will be released May 31st. If you like listening to this podcast, make sure to tell your friends and to also subscribe, rate, and review our show wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to submit a topic for the chance to be featured on an upcoming episode of FountainCast, please email me all of the information to page, P-A-I-G-E, at fountainhillschamber.com. Once again, I'm your host, Paige Lawrenson, and until next time.